Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Pod Nuts World Service. Please let us know what you think and tell other people about us on social media. Podcasts from the Pod Nuts World Service are supported by Pod Nutsians and advertising. Hey, hey everybody, welcome to DDG episode 22. This is Zordor Geek Owner, Operator, President of Ponus.com. Uh, really quick, I want to thank um, Jeff, John Dubinsky, and Paco Lebron for TechCon Unplugged. TechCon Unplugged is going to be September 20th through 22nd, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm going to do everything in my power to be there. I'm going to go there so I can shake their hand, but I can also shake the hand of Marvin B. and Mike Smith. Uh, Marvin B. from Podnuts Pro, Mike Smith from MikeTechShow.com, from Jeff Halish and John Dubinsky from the Computer Repair Business Podcast, and Paco LeBron from the Computer Repair Business Podcast. Jeff and John from the Computer Repair Podcast. Uh, if it wasn't for their effort, none of this would would be happening. So I definitely cannot wait to be there, shake their hand, thank them for all the work they've done. It's going to be September 20th, 20th through 22nd at the Holiday Inn at Grand Rapids. Uh, it's going to be right there at the airport. You can get discounted airfare if you go to that website, TechCon Unplugged. The discount is for United Airfare. Uh, if you need any assistance in paying for this airfare, paying for the hotel, or paying for the time off, do not hesitate to let me know. I would do everything in my power to help everyone to come out to this event because it's going to be a great event, as they say, for techs, by techs. If you have any interest in the computer repair field, there's no doubt in my mind, the people that you meet there will be of extreme importance and will help you figure out a lot of things and literally help you through every process that you need to get done. Uh, guys like Jeff, guys like John, Guys like Paco, guys like Marvin, guys like Martin, all those guys who have put their blood, sweat, and tears into this website. I cannot repay them enough, and I cannot thank them enough. So I'm going to go to this event and show them as much thanks as I possibly can. I really hope any of that was transmitting, and I honestly don't know yet. Uh, we have a longer email here, and it's going to take me at least a couple seconds to record, to copy it over, because I keep forgetting. That when I copy over email from Thunderbird, which is my main email client now, it always wants to copy over what looks like HTML tags. And really, I was just saying that out loud as nothing more as a distraction. While I come over here, click, click for the people who are actually watching it live. And I will say this is the kind of email when I first get, I'm always hesitant to answer right away. And I will say I did uh, do a mistake this week, uh, immediately responding to a long time pod Nazi and Tony, uh, who emailed to mini PC show. And literally 30 seconds after I sent the email, I realized I was uncommonly douche like, and it was very bad of me to do. So this email, as soon as I saw it, I literally waited. Okay. So now I'm actually going to read it for the first time in its complete entirety, which might not be a great idea, uh, but it's by Robert from Robert's Computer. Uh, hello, Steve, aka Door Door Geek. On all of your pod nuts, you say something I do not agree with you on. 
Okay, now that's the part that as soon as I started to read that, I hesitated and I said, I got to stop reading this right now. Um, and, 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 and look, I, I can only put it like this. And it stems from the fact that I am not extremely confident about myself. So when an email starts like that, I get a little bit worried. So I, I immediately stopped reading it. But let's let's get through this together. Um, on all of your podcast shows, you say something I do not a, agree with you on. You say you are stupid. And the screen just jumped on me. Uh, I'm getting dumb. Someone smarter than me or keep putting yourself down. To start with, I do not think you are stupid or dumb. If you were, then why would you take over pod nuts and also keep growing and getting stronger? Also run a podcast on your own with others, for example, AAA, and do them all at the same time. Also run a computer shop on, on, on top of the family with two kids. Very understanding wife that supports you all the way. I hope so, he says, and she supports me on everything. Um, to, to me, that is a smart person to do all what you do for use. People are smarter than me. I will a, a, um, agree and disagree with that at the same time. Most of the time, they just know different information than you or I do. That is why most of us ask for help with, uh, the, with the problem we are working on because we know that someone will know the answer to the problem. I really wish you would stop putting yourself down. You need to start putting yourself up with good, not the bad. The reason for this is that we are both of the same age. Second, outside of my mom, that I knew I could do better. The Los Angeles school system would tell me and my mom that all I need to do is read about a fifth grade level and that is all I will ever be able to read because I have a learning problem. They will not push me to do better than that until I moved to south of Seattle when I was uh, 15 and a half. I did not realize that when they were putting me down like that because in Seattle school system, they saw something else in me. Then they pushed me to be better than I was or I thought I was in Four years of high school when I went from fifth grade reading level to 11th grade and and out of all my special ed classes and into normal classes. From that point on, I went to college, got a degree in computer technology in 2010, then, um, then started my own computer business that I do need to get going better than I have. I think in the back of my mind, I was able to say, I think in the back of my mind, was like they said, I could not learn how to do it, and I did it. Uh, that is why I hate to hear someone like you that have done a lot more call them call themselves dumb, stupid, and keep putting themselves down. I keep in I keep in um enjoying uh listening to podcast shows and keep it growing. I hope that you take this in a good way and not you being a jerk or anything else. Just a n- note. If you want to read this on air, it is okay. And if not, I can understand that from uh, Robert from Robert's Computer Service. I'll say this, Rob. Uh, I honestly don't have a computer business anymore. And honestly, part of the reason I don't have a computer business anymore is just because I don't have time. Um, I partially also got really upset 
listening to customers, I don't want to say lie to me, but being so unsure about the technology themselves, conveying the wrong information to me, thus making my job seem much harder. So I do plan on probably going back into the computer repair business, but I'm still a a full-time government employee uh, doing PodNuts full-time, so I'm not going to get full back into that for at least a couple years. And when I do, something tells me I'm going to not be a break-fix type technician just because of the stresses that are involved with that. And uh, here's the devil's advocate, what I'll say, Rob, is I say that out loud to remind myself to be grounded, to remind myself that I am no better than anybody else out there. I am no smarter than anybody else out there. On any normal gradient scale of in of um of um of um I um IQ test, I would probably fall about in the average. I believe I'm basically average. I do think there are certain things that I know a lot more than the average person about. But I also believe that there's a lot of things that I'm really subpar about as well. This is one of my issues with the Mensa program. Um, There's a graphic out there where if you look at it from three different angles, you'll see three completely different things. If you look at it from one angle, you'll see a circle. If you turn the circle, you'll see a square. Then if you rotate the square again, you'll see like a a, um, triangle. Per, and it depends on what angle that you're looking at that from to see what you see. And Mensa does not test every possible angle because you can't. And these people who are in programs like that then believe that they are somehow more intelligent than other people. And in my experience, every single person I've listened to, every single person I've talked to, every single person I'm related to who are in the Mensa program are in many, 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 many ways much less intelligent than the normal person that I know, except on their confidence level. They feel like they're so much smarter than everybody else. They believe they can go on Jeopardy or whatever and just win tens and thousands of dollars. And the people I know who have been on Jeopardy do not win tens of thousands of dollars because it has nothing to do with intelligence. It has to do with timing of the button pushing is the most important thing. Um, and I'll say it like this, Rob, on this microphone, when I'm talking to you kinds of people, I feel like I am a little bit more honest, a little bit more blunt, a little bit more honest with myself as well. I'll say that. Um, but at the same token, I honestly think I, the last thing I want to do is pump myself up to, because then if somebody asks me a question and I cannot assist them, I only have one way to go down. Um, I don't think I'm any smarter than anybody else. I do think I have a little bit more, uh, not energy, a little uh, gumption, a little bit more piss and vinegar to like find information out, which doesn't really make me smarter in any way. It helps me convey information, I think, better than some other people. Um, two more quickies about intelligence and, okay, uh, experience life, dare I say. Um, I truly believe there are a couple things. One, uh, and, and I found out literally, um, cause now I'm listening to easily 24 hours plus of spoken word content in a given day. Um, let's, let, let's take a quick look today. It is, uh, February 17th. And if I go into my podcasting client and I take a look at my listening amount 
for the month of February, it's only been 17 days, almost full 17 days. And it says I've listened to 17 days and 22 hours worth of podcast. Um, because you know, I got to sleep and do stuff. Um, and I, I want to say, uh, I'm gonna have to do some more research and find the actual, uh, originating, um, uh, place where this came from. But here's, here was the gimmick. There's two types of intelligence. And this is one of the things that I don't know where I heard it, but I believe this when I was like eight or 10 years old, uh, there's two types of intelligence in this world. There's the type of, um, person who can take things that are incredibly simple, incredibly easy, but explain them in such a fashion that it's very difficult to digest. It's so they can overcomplicate the simplest thing using speech in such a way that it's really hard to digest. You have the other type of intelligence, which is someone who can take the unbelievably complex, the unbelievably perplexing, the unbelievably deep subject matter and convey it in such a way that it's very easy for people to digest, very easy for people to comprehend, very easy for people to understand. And for the first 30 years of my life, I didn't speak a lot at all to anybody. So I really did prize when I did say something that I wanted to try to say it in as few words as possible with trying to make the most sense of anything that I ever talked about at that point in time. So I always wanted to be really careful with what I said and how I said. And what it turns out is now, you know, I'm nearly, I feel 50, even though I'm not, I'm close enough to 50. Um, I truly believe this intelligence to two quickies about intelligence. One intelligence means absolutely nothing. If you don't stop once in a while and think, and that alone, I got to say to myself a couple times just to let it fully digest. Intelligence means nothing if you don't stop once in a while and think. It, we all have this uncanny ability to think we know stuff, to think we're smart, to think we understand stuff. But if you don't stop and actually think once in a while, then you actually don't. Um, the brain has a miraculous uh, muscle memory to convince us that we know things and we believe things and we've seen things and we experience things and we understand things when we actually don't. So we have to once in a while, just hit the brakes, stop and think. Okay. Here's the second thing. Intelligence is a non sequitur. Intelligence doesn't exist on any plateau of any existence or any comprehension or any understanding or any anything. Intelligence doesn't exist until you communicate it to somebody else. And I said that's slow for myself. If you don't convey what you know, your intelligence to somebody else, the intelligence might as well not even exist, period. Um, I, I'll say this is in kind of conjunction with that. About 14 years ago, I'll say this, uh, and this actually, I don't know where I heard this, but I heard this in a, like a week or two ago. Uh, about 14 years ago, I would have considered myself brave. I would have considered myself uh, a man of like unquestionable honor. I like, I literally at least once in my life that I know for a fact, and I believe it's actually twice in my life, uh, put myself in unbelievable amounts of harm to rescue, save, protect, 
whatever somebody else. I've done that more than a couple times without even hesitation, without thinking, without question. And then 13 years ago, my first son was born. And then instantaneously, I became a coward. Instantaneously, I, I, I became afraid. Because now I'm not living for myself. Now I'm living for other people as well, which means my life is now worth twice as much as it was before that period in time. And I'm living for somebody who at that point in time couldn't provide for themselves in any shape, way, or measure. So I almost became a coward at that point in time uh, for certain things in life. Uh, But at the same token, I also gained this desire, I think is the right word, maybe this compulsion to believe that it's now my job to convey, to communicate, to push as much of my knowledge down to my children as I possibly can without being a jerk, without being a know-it-all, without being pushy, without being condescending, without being obnoxious, without being you know, any of those things. And I will tell you the hardest thing in my life I've done involving, especially my kids is patiently waiting for them to ask a question in order for me to give them an answer. Cause I know if I just start opening my mouth and talking, they almost don't care. And you know, it's kind of like, why would they? But you know, um, it's hard for me looking at it from my perspective to really know when the right time is. Um, I've been, I've been doing a lot of talking with my kids about, um, per, um, per perspective. Uh, the youngest doesn't get any of it at all. Um, he's 11. My oldest is 13. He's starting, I think to get it. Um, and it's easy for me to convey it to somebody else who is like me. I'll say that. And for the other people out there, uh, who are at least, old enough this i hope will make exactly perfect sense to you um i understand perception makes us incredibly blind to a lot of things it also fills in a lot of things that we take for granted even though they don't exist well in our everyday life and here's like a perfect example of a cognitive bias of how we constantly cast ourselves in our own stories as the protagonist as the good guy and everybody else around us basically in the world is the bad guy anytime we are driving down the road we all think how stupid everybody else around us is when they drive nobody else around us can drive they're all idiots nobody knows what they're doing they're stupid. They're ignorant. They're rude. They're dumb. And we all, and we call them everything in the book. Well, you gotta stop and think once in a while. Everybody else on the road is saying the exact same thing about us because perception is reality. We cast ourselves as the good guy in everything and everybody else is the bad guy. That's life. If I had to describe life to everyone, it is a nonstop, ongoing cognitive ordeal of trying to cast ourselves as the good guy, trying to reaffirm that what we're doing is the right thing, while at the same time pushing everybody else down a little bit, believing that in the same time we're going to keep pushing ourselves up. So, to come back to Rob's email, why do I say I'm stupid? 
I say I'm stupid because I try to keep myself in check. Um, I try to keep myself as close to reality as possible without getting too overconfident, without getting too pompous about myself. Um, but Rob, A, Rob, A, thank you very much for the email. Two, uh, thank you very much for supporting the show. Just sending an email in is an immense way to do support to the show. Um, uh, three, um, you're right. I can't say you're wrong. If I say you're wrong, then I'm even more of a jerk. Um, you're not wrong. You did not come off as a jerk. I will say the very beginning of your email made me at least hesitant, worrisome, uh, about reading it in its entirety. But I, what you said was absolutely 100% spot on period. Um, I will say this, if you want to do more computer repair stuff and you want to know more about computer repair stuff and you need any assistance coming to TechCon Unplugged, where honestly, I, there's little doubt in my mind, virtually any computer tech of virtually any level of computer tech can come to that event and you will pick up on uh, tools, you'll pick up on tips, you'll pick up on techniques, and you'll make friends there who can help you throughout future processes. So if you want to come to that, event rob and you have problems getting to that event whether it's because you're having a hard time paying for airfare or for the room or whatever don't hesitate contact me let me know i'll be happy to help you out um there's two other people i gotta try to get in contact with uh who i haven't heard from now in like a couple weeks because they were going through their own ordeals and i tried to help them out as well and i haven't heard anything in the last couple weeks um i am still watching the youtube feed the Mattermost server the Discord server, and the IRC server. Um, so again, to the audio listener listening to this in post, you really should not experience any of these outages. You really shouldn't experience any of the quiet points. But every now and then, I'm just going to sit down, enjoy my uh, beverage of choice this evening, and take a quick break and just see if anybody shows up in any of those chats, if anyone has anything they would like to talk about. Okay, here you go. Um, next thing I wanted to bring up. Um, Okay, I am, uh, I guess, the best description of me genetically is I am a Scots-Irish. Um, my mother is, was first born Irish in this country. Both of her parents were first-time immigrants, one from Kilkenny, Ireland, one from Cork, Ireland. One of them uh, had to uh, lie and change their name when they came through uh, because they were on the IRA hit list or they were on the ira most wanted list because they were in the ira uh and on my father's side basically 12 generations in this country from scotland is the gist of it kind of thing so i am scots irish to the nth degree um and i've been let's just say reading a lot of stuff listening to a lot of i've been reading anything listening to a lot of stuff because even when i find textual pages i'm in listening to them via my android application and i can tell you I suffer from more than a couple of the stereotypical Scots-Irish things, which is when I enjoy a beverage with alcohol in it, I might enjoy a little bit too much. Uh, I also had a period of time in my life where uh, I think it was out of like uh, 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 fear and backlash when I was young and got picked on. My first instinct was to react physically back. Uh, and I will say I got the crap beat out of me. Uh, I can't even begin to count the number of times 
But when I was older, I almost felt like there was a necessity that I had to get in physical altercations every now and then. And when I read about the traditional Scots-Irish people and how they were back in the day, I almost feel like, well, that's kind of like how I feel now. I'm just haven't got out of it completely yet. Uh, But the uh, Scots-Irish people, I think, are a breed of people that really don't get a lot of credit in the making, the building of America into what it is today. Um, we, um, we did a lot of the backbreaking labor that a lot of people didn't want to do. These days, you would say these were the Mexican immigrants who came up there doing the work that nobody else wants to do kind of mentality. Well, back in the 1920s and stuff, it would have been the Irish people. And before that, it would have been the Scots people doing that kind of work that no one else wanted to do. Um, And, you know, my grandfather helped build the New York train system. And that was one of the very stereotypical jobs of an Irishman was to work on train systems because it was backbreaking labor where the story I always heard about my grandfather, who I never met, I believe he died when I was two years old, so I don't know him, um, was like one day at work. uh, He was there. 20 minutes into his work, a like steel girder, you know, 200 pound steel girder hit him in his head. He like brushed it off, went back to work 12 hours later when he got home from work, because that's how much the Irishman would work back in the day. He had to like slowly turn his hat inside out and his wife had to take a pair of scissors and cut all the hair to take the hat off because his head was covered in blood and he didn't want anybody to know and he wanted to get his job done because he wanted to get paid because he wanted to work and get stuff for his family. Uh, That, to me, is like the traditional Irishman mentality of working. Okay, now, all that led up to this. And this is a YouTube video um, that I will, without hesitation, say has at least sprinklings of racism through it is what i'm going to say it i honestly don't think it is it was made at all with the intent of being racist uh i do think the guy uh who they're interviewing might have a little bit of racism in them kind of thing but i don't think it comes from a place of hatred is what i'm gonna say i don't think it comes from a place mean-spirited dare i say it's just i think the way that he was brought up Um, I hope I'm completely wrong when I say that, but here's the thing. Okay. I watched this whole interview and the interview is a YouTube channel called um, Uncommon Knowledge with Peter Robinson. It's a production of the Hoover Institute, which I believe is a part of Stanford College. Um, I have no idea if that's right or left leaning or whatever. I don't know. It's just a college. Uh, and this guy for years has been interviewing people. Um, and he uh, in- interviews this guy, and the name of his book is White America is Coming Apart. Okay, I'm saying all that because the very, very, very end of the interview is what actually got me. Okay, here was the line in the end of the interview, and it was actually a passage out of the very back of his book. Okay, a man who is holding, a- and of course, in 2019, this is also going to be sexist. Because, you know, it's 2019, everything's sexist. But this is what it says. A man who is holding down a medial job and thereby supporting a wife and child is doing something 
authentically important with his life. He should take deep satisfaction from that and be praised by his community for doing so. If that same man lives under a system that says the children of the woman he sleeps with will be taken care of whether or not he can he contributes then that status goes away i am not describing a theoretical outcome but american neighborhoods were once working at a medial job providing for his family made a man proud and gave him status in his community and where now it doesn't taking the trouble out of his life strips people in major ways which human beings look back on their lives and say i made a difference i really hope you guys rewind that and listen to that again okay what the reason that line the reason that paragraph the reason that really honestly really 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 honestly stuck with me really honestly hit me hard was because i had a small epiphany and the epiphany is we in america only have one actual right and this right i'm going to quote comes from a comedian and the right is you have the right to be offended you do not have the right to be happy you do not have the right to have things given to you you don't have any of those rights you have the right to the pursuit of happiness not happiness you have the right to pursuit of happiness not happiness i have the right to go to bed at night knowing i'm trying my best to make a difference i have the right to go to sleep and know that i'm doing everything i can to make my wife happy and my kids happy that's the only right that i have in this country and dare i say that's to me one of the beautiful things about this country they can't promise you happiness they cannot promise you anything all they can promise you is that you're going to have the opportunity to do what you can do to make everything else better and 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 while i'm not you know uh on you know without doubt like happy i'm not the best dad there is i'm not the best husband there can be i'm not the best marylander there can be i'm not the best son that i can be i'm not the best brother or sister that i can be i can wake up every morning and work an honest day's work and do everything in my power to try to make sure that my wife is happy and my kids are happy um now a really quick short diversion and it's going to be towards the acronym weird western educated industrialized rich democracy that's what we are in america notice there was no sexism in that acronym notice there was no race in that acronym western educated industrialized rich democratic it if 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 we had to classify what it meant to be an american it would be those five things uh there's a lot of other people in that world who don't have more than a couple of those things available to them now one of the things i try to stress to my children is uh, uh, mm, some people will say 
the privilege that they've been given, I will say the reward that they're able to get off of my blood, sweat, and tears, off of my hard work and my wife's incredibly hard work. There's no doubt she provides just as much, if not more, to those children than I do. But they have certain things available to them because that's all that we live and we work towards. Again, I used to be somebody I would consider brazen. I would have considered myself, you know, brave. I would have considered myself in some ways foolish. But 13 years ago, I became a coward, a complete and utter coward. Because I want to make sure that I'm doing everything in my power to make sure they have what they want. Um, I honestly feel like I'm selfless. I'm not going to say selfish. I like to believe. I like to think. I like to feel that I'm selfless and and everything I'm doing. You know, um, I, a lot of the work that I do behind Podnuts, I honestly don't feel like I do for myself. It might be that I'm doing it for myself, but I don't feel like I'm doing it for myself. I feel like I'm doing it for the listeners. I feel like I'm doing it for Marvin B. I feel like I'm trying to do stuff for Jeff. I'm trying to do stuff for Paco. I'm trying to do stuff for Mark. I'm trying to do stuff for Eric. I'm trying to do stuff for Matt. I'm trying to do stuff for Martin Abando. I'm trying to do stuff for Cody Cooper. I'm trying to do stuff for Tracy Holtz. I'm trying to do stuff for everybody. Josh Nockwood Tech. I'm trying to do stuff for everybody. Christian, I'm trying to do stuff for everybody who thinks that Pod Nuts helps them in any shape, way, or form. Um, I don't feel any satisfaction out of any of this until I know other people are feeling satisfaction out of it as well. Um, so, uh, you know, once in a while, we all got to stop. We got to think, we got to reset. We got to make sure that our intelligence is something that we're actually utilizing. Um, we also got to remember we're not promised anything. We're not promised anything except for the availability of the pursuit of happiness. That doesn't mean a million dollars a year. That doesn't mean a big car and a big house. It just means you have the availability, the options opened up to you to try to make your right now circumstances better. And that's all we can ever shoot for is better. Um, I have little doubt in my mind. I am doing 10 times better than I ever imagined that I could be doing in my life. And it's not because of me. It's because of dare I say, the burden that I accepted with my wife and children that make me want to work harder, make me want to work further, make me want to try to do things that I didn't think I was capable of doing. Take another quick break here, see if anybody shows up in any of the chats. Okay, this one's going to be a quickie because I do believe I mentioned this before. Um, my, But I'm going to start with my oldest son uh, was given the... Uh, task in school he had to pick uh somebody who followed at least one of these traits they had to be an african american a woman or a president and then he had to tell them what that person did of significance what that person did that was a good thing um and the one thing that they don't teach um kids in school in my experience in public school in government school is facts. They basically teach them how to feel better about themselves and not much more than that. So I first asked my son, okay, let's not think of an individual because you don't know anybody. You know what I mean? I literally asked my 13-year-old, who is Rosa Parks? I don't know. Who is Harriet Tubman? I don't know. Can you tell me something that George Washington did? Well, he was president. Can you tell me anything else he did? Nope, I don't know. 
how about Barack Obama? I figured school would like him. Can you tell me something he did? Uh, he was president. Okay. So I, I literally went through like 30 names. And I did this in front of my wife to try to communicate the fact that he don't know none of this stuff. He knows nothing. Okay. So I said, well, let's look at this from the opposite angle. Tell me something you think that has happened in the past that you thought was a good thing, like medicine, like uh, archaeology, like uh, science, like, you know, tell me something. And then, so he said, well, how about medicine? I said, okay, well, what kind of medicine would you like to look at? And he uh, said like one or two other things. And then he said about, how about surgery and blood? So then I instantaneously reverted back to myself when I was, I mean, I don't even know now, 18 years old, I guess, listening to hip hop music. And uh, I remember some lines like Granville would make the walkie talkie. And I remember these other names popping in, in my head. And I cooked in on one name and it was Charles Drew did a lot for medicine. So I went and I looked up Charles Drew, and it turns out he was basically the guy that uh, figured out how to do blood transfusions. So I said, okay, here's a good guy. And what my goal, real goal with this was to show my son how to look for information back to the original topic. There's a YouTube series called Crash Course. Supposedly, there are some school systems in the United States that show some of these videos in school. I'll just tell you right now, there's a billion times worse things they could be showing kids in school. Most of these crash course videos I've seen, I consider well, well above average. They're not perfect. Let's stop right now. Absolution is a plan to failure. Perfection is not obtainable. Let's try to find something good enough. And in my humble opinion, these crash course videos are well good enough. Um, crash course navigating digital information right now they're on episode seven i believe they're actually going to have 11 complete episodes when they're done so i sat down with my oldest son we watched the first like four videos of this because i don't expect him to be able to you know go through all of them at, in like one sitting like myself um but i wanted him to first let's pick a topic to look at but then let's watch some of these videos and let's see what are good techniques that we can utilize in 2019 to how to find what we call reliable information on the internet now he's a 13 year old he only really knows about instagram and youtube and he and he and like he like knows google exists but he has no idea what a url is he has no idea what any of these other websites are so we sat through the first like three or four videos on this. I want to say four videos on this. Um, and we watched them and he's starting to, I think, understand some of it. Um, we're going to watch like uh, two or three every couple of days. And then at the very end, we're going to watch them all again kind of thing. I want him to digest these things because the, the good about the internet is everything's out there. The bad about the internet is everything's out there. Uh, and you as a human being have to discern what is credible and what is not credible. And one of the things I try to, um, uh, um, say to my kids, and this was a line I heard from James Randi. And if you do not know who James Randi is, we don't have enough time to go through that. But, well, one of the things I believe was James Randi said, it is equally incompetent to believe everything that comes out of somebody's mouth as it is to completely disregard everything coming out of somebody's mouth. 
to do either is incredibly incompetent and lazy. Again, we cast ourselves as the protagonist in this thing we call life. Most of the people out there who we think are lying to us don't believe that they're lying to us. They believe they're telling us the truth. That's the first thing we have to admit. When it comes to any kind of political discussion, religious discussion, philosophical discussion, moral discussion, all of that, the other person believes what they're saying is 100% pure, period. Okay, So we have to remember that when we hear people. That doesn't mean that they're right. That means we should listen to it, digest it, evaluate it, and then try to find either supporting or con or con um conjecting topics. So we can try to figure out who's actually right in this. Um, I think this is a really good start for someone to pick up, to try to learn, to try to listen to, and see, you know, what is the right answer. Because it, the hardest thing I think for a kid moving forward is going to be is how do we actually figure out what's right. Because truth and facts are always changing. You know what I mean? Uh, the only constant in this universe is change. The only question is, does the truth change every second or does it change every millennia? But it's always going to be morphing into something else. That's the only constant we have in this universe, period. Um, I did not hit the local record on any of these, so I'm really upset, which means I'm going to have to go to the YouTube video. Uh, hopefully, I did everything right in the YouTube video. Um, looks like we've been going on for about 44 minutes. So if I did record this right on YouTube, and if I did transmit the first couple minutes, this will be published as a DDG. If not, I'm just going to record it all again next week. Um, I will be up again. The goal is on Sunday nights. Uh, I will be monitoring the YouTube chat. I will be monitoring the discord chat. I will be monitoring the Mattermost server. And I will be monitoring the IRC if you guys want to come out and hang it all. Um, if you don't, you don't. If you do, you do. Rob, again, thanks for the email. If you want to send me an email in, just ddg at um, podnuts.com. Uh, if you want to, you, you can also send us a voicemail at 7076podnut. Uh, I want to thank everyone for their support. Thank everyone for their emails. And thank everyone for uh, all the downloads that we've had throughout the years. Uh, and we'll talk to everyone again real soon. My name is Jeff Halich. I'm the host of Podnuts, the Computer Repair Podcast, where we take live calls on the air to answer your questions on running and operating your computer repair business every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can check it out over at podnuts.com forward slash computer repair podcast live. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.